All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to another episode of A um, Hundred Books a Year with Kevin. Today, I'm very excited to start a new book with you guys.、Uh, it's called Reader Come Home.、Um, a little bit of a primer.、Uh, I think we talk about this kind of a book.、Um, I think on my last podcast, the RDR show.、Um, it is、uh, the book by、uh, Nicholas Carr about you know a deep reading or shallow reading. I think the book is called The Shallows. And ever since that book, I really, really interested in the philosophical aspects of reading and really neurological, from the neuroscience perspective, what does reading really means, right? So, I got this book、uh, called "A Reader Come Home" by Michelle Wolf. She's actually a neuroscientist, and she kind of made her career on dissecting the neurological behavior from reading. And I think there are some interesting nuggets in this book. So let's start with. Something really fundamental, right? Like, what does a building, what does a reading brain consist of, right? So we want to build a reading brain. So first of all, I think this is probably my very first takeaway is that human beings are never born to read. It is very unnatural to us, in the sense that the acquisition of literacy is one of the most important epigenetic achievement of 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 Homo sapiens. So according to Wolf, what's what's happening is that we just are not built to read. We are we are built to like noticing stuff, and even though that is kind of like, you know,、uh, with our vision, that's kind of like lackluster, right? In the nighttime, so reading is really something、uh, civilized people do, and it's really something that is really really important. So here's kind of how reading occurred as a very very general process in the brain. You read something and change your brain connection. And then it changed the nature of the human thought. So it has a in, uh, intra-connected relationship to each other. Now, when we say the acquisition of literacy, what do we mean by literacy, right? So the idea of recognizing and able to read is unnatural because young reader do not have a genetically based program for developing reading circuits. So that is the world that we're gonna, you know, revisit time, time, time and time again is the idea of a reading circuit, because every single person's, every single nationality, every single ethnicity have different reading circuits. So a reading brain is really shaped by the reading circuit, and is also being developed and shaped by the natural environment factors, right? So it's kind of like a. Outside environment is really, really influential in developing reading brain circuits. So, is there a thing called a perfect reading circuit? The answer is no, right? So, for a person like me, I I can speak and I can read Chinese. So, my Chinese reading circuit has some differences to my English reading circuits, and also have some similarity with my English. Reading circuits as well. So what that means is the reading circuits they don't really block off from each other. Like we don't see at just a bunch of circles, you know, circuits, or a bunch of circuit boards. They are independent from each other. There's no connection. There's actually connection for every single one of them. So in a sense, that reading needs to be taught with a basic principle of unnatural cultural invention, and that is the biggest point I want to get to you guys. For today is that reading is unnatural. Reading is pushing it against the grain. Reading is 
is it requires so much effort is really really hard to do so in a sense how do we achieve an unnatural cultural invention with accumulating reading is actually very very simple the reading circuit is actually being developed by three things right so conceptually or neurologically these are the three things that really dominates the idea of reading so first of all is what it reads right am i reading a symbol am i reading a letter a paragraph a poem a like a, a hateful speech a tweet of a book cover right what am i reading so that is the content for the reading system and secondly is how it reads right so what is the medium are we reading it on screen are we reading it on paper on kindle um, are we reading sign language that 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 actually activate a whole nother circuit of the brain and then very end how it is formed so what that means is how does the reading brain circuit form and it really comes down to method of instruction so this has actually surprised me the most when reading this book is that whenever we're encouraging people to read the instruction are usually lackluster they're usually not the best way to encourage people it's usually not the best way to let people know say hey here's what can we do and here's how we can encourage you to read more right and we heard uh you know the common uh suggestion right just read read something that you like to read right like comic books whatever cartoons they're all fine but find something that you like to read and then um have something that you can gradually convert it to other things right so i think the fear of reading is the number one thing that we need to look at and secondly is that how to, should we push against the grain how should we make sure that this type of unnatural cultural invention can be utilized for more people because i feel like i'm just beyond beyond a soapbox for the last like few months and just saying hey guys read more read more read more right summer has heard all of it like my friend jovi has heard a lot of it so in a sense right like what can we actually change or what can we actually consider you know as a malleable part for defining the reading circuit it's actually a couple of things right so in a sense that every single piece of our neurological reading circuit when we talk about you know the neurotransmitters right the you know the vision the cones and the stuff like that every single thing falls in the realm of neuroplasticity right i think we talked about neuroplasticity before is that our brain actually changes when you read more are actually making more connections and then usually can improve our human thought in that regard as well right so reading is such a thing that is very very unnatural but it takes so much brain power to do it that's why it's so hard right um so it takes two hemisphere it takes four lobes all working together and it takes five layers of the brain to read and in a book um the author break down in detail what does the neurological response is for reading i don't want to you know like you know copy it and you know like regurgitate for you guys it's very very complicated and very very uh long she she's i think she's been like two chapters on it so to sum up right like i okay let's let's put it this way one of my favorite college professor was my business law 
professor. And then, um, you know, I was reading the cases, right, the Supreme Court case, uh, cases. And that was probably one of the driest, um, driest and most boring uh, reading that I've ever done. So in the beginning, um, I was like, oh, this is boring. And I still have to force myself to read it. And then by the middle or by the end of the semester, it got easier. I'm able to read a lot faster. And in our last lecture of the business law, I remember the professor's name is Jeff Nelson. He says something that's really important is that, you know, notice that the, uh, notice that the ability to read complicated law, boring information, and you know, like, uh, Supreme Court cases got better over time. Reading is a muscle, right? I, I kind of get what he was saying like a couple of years ago, but now after, re after reading this book, I finally got it because reading is not natural. It is in the realm of if you read, you gain muscle. If you don't read, you lose it, right? So that is why for me, for the last few months after the pandemic and working from home, I got a huge amount of time to read. I'm able to sharpening my reading speed and really, really, you know, uh, you know strengthen my reading muscle. And I think that is the most important thing is that I derive so much benefit from reading. I just, I don't want to give it up. I, I, I feel like I've come, I've come too far to give it up. So um, hence the podcast, hence the daily podcast, hence the new fee, hence 100 books a year with the podcast and hence 200 books a year with the Goodreads challenge. So um, I'm very excited to share with you guys some, you know, cutting edge neurological neuroscience-based research on reading and how that changes the brain. And this is going to be a series as well. So guys, stay tuned and we we'll go from here. Bye.